Listener Production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. this episode of It's A Lot. I'm really excited for this one. I have been lurking on this person's TikTok for a few months. She came up on my For You page analysing Sex and the City um, and the different attachment styles in Sex and the City and I just thought she was so eloquent and amazing and I understood her and that person is Sabelle. Hello Sabelle. You're a relationship coach. You're an amazing TikToker. I feel like you deserve to be very viral on TikTok. I love, love, love your stuff. Um, so I decided to DM you and get you on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm very thrilled for your wisdom. Now, <laughs> Lem has kind of organized something with you. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I know what's going on, but not really. So can you explain to the listeners yeah. what the hell is happening? Lem? Yeah, it's, it's, Basically, Sabelle and I have been working in the background because it's very important that Abby doesn't know what we're doing and you'll find out later why. And she's basically looked at F-Boy Island, the awesome show that Abby is hosting right now on Binge. It's trending, motherfuckers. If you haven't seen it, go see it, go watch, <laughs> go it. watch it. Even if you hate reality TV, it's actually fucking good TV. Well, because so it makes fun of reality TV. It, it so if fun. you hate reality TV, it will, make, it will confirm the reasons why you hate it. This yeah, is the thing. It's like exactly. it validates your feelings. I mean, and if you don't believe us, The Guardian wrote about it. Sydney Morning Herald oh wrote God, about yeah, it. Really? Like everybody's fucking writing about it. You were in The Guardian. It's so fucking cool. The Bye. biggest honor for me was that someone from that, a producer from the ABC who notoriously yeah. are very snobby about um, what <laughs> they like. Yeah, okay. Um, they were like, genuinely, everyone at the ABC and like Triple J are saying that it is a well-made yes! show. Now, wow. Sabelle, just for reference, that is our national broadcaster and they are, it is our our, like government uh, funded national broadcaster, which are very like intense documentaries yeah. and they're impressed by F boys. That's all I care about. So good. Yeah. So, good. <laughs> so yeah. So basically Sabelle and I have been talking in the background. She's also, by the way, of Palestinian origin. We've been like chit-chatting in Arabic when she lets me. I love um, it. <laughs> and then basically you've summed up the four types of uh, the archetypes of fuck boy from watching it, right? Yeah. And those archetypes you'll find in your life as well. So this is going to be really relatable. And we have some really great scenes to show you just to demonstrate what it looks like in real life. Amazing. Awesome. So we're going to go through archetypes of F-boys. You're going to be told the archetype. Mm-hmm. Sibel's going to describe it. And then you are meant to be guessing who that one is on the show. Okay. If you're watching the show, you'll know who we're talking about. If you're not, hopefully this is going to make you fucking get off your ass and watch it. Watch it, babe. And then <laughs> and then, Sibel, and then we're going to play the scene and Sibel's going to analyze it. Obsessed. Um, cool. All right. Kick it off with the first one, Sibel. Okay. So there's four. Big disclaimer to start off with, we're seeing bits and pieces from a show. So based on what we're seeing here and there, like we're going to be putting these archetypes together, right? So yeah. it's it's not going to be like true for every person who says every single little thing that I point out here. So yes. And also, sorry to interrupt, I said I wouldn't interrupt, but and also <laughs> we're going to analyse how they are represented on the show, not who they are as people. Because yes, that's, important that's as very well. important. Now, Sabelle, I got the villain edit on The Bachelor four years ago. This is how my career started. So it's important. We are analyzing the result of the edit 
not who they are as humans. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Exactly. Still keen though. Still keen to judge. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, starting with the first one, what do you what do you have, Sabelle? So this one's called the alpha male. And this archetype is someone who's very confident, who shows up wanting to dominate the room that they're in, whether it's through conversation or their presence, right? And so they they have this air of arrogance and they also want to make themselves known very quickly. They want to be the, the top of the crop, right? Alpha male. So they have a very strong presence the moment you meet them. Okay. So am I guessing who it is? Yes. I think it's either, okay, I have three. Oh, wow. It's either Joey, Sean, or Justin. Now, Joey was gone episode two, but I spent a lot of time with Joey off screen filming Limbro. We spent a whole day together and Joey is that to a T, but maybe on screen, I'm going to go with Justin or Sean. Do you want to show her the clip? Yeah, go ahead. Start it. Before we got hit. Uh, I just want to shed some light on a subject that we've sort of found out today. Molly? Caleb's been saying some derogatory things about you. What? No, I won't say what it is, because no gentleman should ever say what he said. Oh. But I just think you should know that before you make your decision, that's been going on. And I respect you guys enough that if I was in your position, I'd want to know. Okay, so it was Sean. Yeah, I guess. You guessed the you first word. Oh. Slow, 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 slow. Okay, but... In that moment, it's interesting because I liked that Sean did that in that moment. Yeah. But I guess the what the crux of it, Sabelle, is, is the crux the intention? Tell me why that is an F-boy behaviour. Okay, so the context really matters here. This is the first mm-hmm. night. He's barely spoken mm-hmm. to any of the women. What is his intent? That's a great question. Why did he decide to go up and say what he needed to say? In this case, mm-hmm. I think it was because he needed to, you know, let himself be known as that guy. Like he will call you out and he will start Mm. a fight rather than the genuine protector type, which we see in Darcy. So I don't know if you remember, but you probably do. Darcy was seen as someone who was likely an F boy. Ziara was really having a hard time figuring it out. He was outspoken. He seemed protective, uh, but I guess he looked a certain way in her mind. So she couldn't really shake that off. Right. So what about Darcy is genuine protection versus disingenuous? Well, he, he got to know Ziara. He was asking her questions. He was curious about it her. He was really involved and engaged with her. And he right. was speaking up against the men that he felt like were a threat to him or to her who were playing her, right? Sean just shows up because why not? He wants to be a threat to everyone in that room or he wants to at least exert some sort of like, hey, I'm going to be the guy who's going to start stuff. If you're not watching yourself, I'll watch you. Okay. I always thought Sean was the protector. I thought he was the brave one to actually tell the truth when he didn't need to and he put himself on the line. But hey, you know what? (laughs) I'm learning, Sabelle. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought as well. Yeah. When, I, when I was there, I thought, thank God, because I – so it, just for context in that scene as well, everyone, what Caleb was saying was that um, Molly, um, quote, unquote, the reason why she was cheated on, we did a whole um, podcast about it with the girls if you want to go back and listen, but um, she has been cheated on by her ex-fiance and Caleb said it was because she ain't got no good pussy which is a cooked thing to say. And he said it in front of Corey. Then Corey told the boys, but then the boys, Sean arced up a bit in that, in that situation. Is it the, is it the public part of it? 
Is the fact that it was in front of everyone rather than pulling her aside? Yeah. So intention really matters. And so if you're looking to actually build trust with someone and actually be their protector, it's for a good reason. So again, it's the first night. He barely knows anyone in this room. He barely has spoken to the girls. He could have pulled her aside and said, hey, I actually want you to know something. Something weird happened earlier. And this is just for your information versus saying it in a really public way at the elimination, which is like the most tense time, right? Like he's, he's trying to start something, rile people up at the very last minute. Yes. Mm. At the, at the crux of it. Okay. So how do we deal with this type of F boy in our real lives? How do we recognize them? Because sometimes I'm, I mean, I mean, look, I don't know if the word like alpha, but like I sometimes, I mean, to be honest, I have two types, either like soft boy, like literally like a quiet little, um, little shy boy in the corner that like, doesn't, doesn't talk. Like that's my usual go-to, mm-hmm. like love, 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 love. Um, or like someone who is walking to the room, everyone looks at them and they are like the center of attention. How do I do this, Sabelle? How do I differentiate between someone who genuinely is a good time, a like conversation starter, someone who was gregarious versus someone who is there just to driven by ego? Yeah. So I said intent before, but what does intent mean? Intent is one of those things that helps you build trust with someone. So you have to understand what is someone's purpose of trying to connect with you. What are they saying to you? You're beautiful. You're kind. You're interesting. Or are they asking you questions? Are they actually getting to know you? And then there's Mm. their track record, right? So what is their history look like? What is their connection to their family, their friends, their past exes? So there's got to be a little bit of research there. Like, are they looking to build an actual emotional connection with you? Or are they just looking to have a good time? Are they saying, we look great together, Or Mm -hmm. I really want to be there for you. I feel like you need a good man. I'm a good man, right? There's just more words than actual actions. Yes. That's the thing. I've gone on dates where, I mean, I had a date on Bachelor in Paradise with Kieran and um, that was the worst date of my life. Why? Not because Kieran isn't, I mean, I mean, I don't really know Kieran, but like, not not because he was awful, but because literally the entire date, he did not ask me one question Mm. about myself like the entire time I knew about his grandfather um I think his grandfather was in the Swiss Alps in World War II I knew about because I I interview for a job yeah now more so than ever and I knew everything about his family history I knew everything about him and at one point I popped a champagne bottle and I was like oh wait and he was like oh yeah ha because you're a bartender and I was like Oh, I work man. in property. Man, yeah, what a yeah. miss. He had no he had, he had no idea about me at all. It was the worst date of my Fucking life. Unattractive. Yeah. And that is, I guess, a huge sign that I because and I naturally fill gaps by interviewing people because it literally is my job in radio, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV yeah. hosting. I have to keep the conversation going, podcasting. So I sometimes have to purposefully sit back and go. And even like count how many questions they're asking about me or if I've offered it up voluntarily, as well as ADHD. Yeah. So all these things that make me just go. Yeah. And I feel like we shared a moment, but actually did they ask or was I just being Abby Jane Chatfield? (laughs) My God. And also it wasn't as if he hadn't been on regular dates through that process. Like he should have felt pretty okay to be able to have a date with you. It's not like he was nervous necessarily Mm. and that he was just talking at you, you know, like that could happen in a day. Yeah, no, it it was silence unless I asked a question. 
that vibe. Mm. And I guess with Sean also, another another side note, I mean, I did like that someone stood up in that point. I do wish it happened, yeah, maybe privately with Molly. Um, but I think as well it's interesting that he wasn't I mean, again, maybe this makes it okay, – is this better or worse, Sabelle, that he wasn't up for elimination? Because I think it makes it better. Mm, because he doesn't have to prove himself, but yes. he just chose that moment. Yes. But I agree with Sabelle with the fact that, yes. like, do it privately, dude. Like, yes. it's the idea that he's doing it in public when – And the fact that he isn't up also makes it he can wait until tomorrow and talk to her tomorrow. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Like, what do you think, Sabelle? Yeah. So I think a lot of the times we think of people as black and white. They did this one thing. Does that make them good or bad? Mm. And again, it's just the context. Like you have to get to know someone slowly over time. So Sean, I think, surprised a lot of us when he did say that he was an F boy. Actually, I was a little bit shocked. But again, it's yeah. a lot of good casting and editing. You know, shout out to them. Right. So the idea that like one thing is going to automatically make you an f-boy or a good guy is something that we also need to start stepping away from a bit totally absolutely okay sean sorry dal you're an alpha male (laughs) f-boy but i quite like sean i'll be honest sean sean i went off as well because i have a different side of the boys of who was nice to me off camera yeah and sean was quite lovely to me off camera i quite quite liked sean off camera yeah he was always really polite i feel like we need to ask abby about everyone after she finishes how they were like off camera if you want to say it obviously anything else i have certain ones that i i that were f boys that i was genuinely disappointed in them (laughs) because i was like you've been so nice to me off camera you tricked even me yeah even me yeah Um, amazing so type one and, and we don't avoid those characteristics. We just investigate more. Was that correct, Sabelle? Exactly. So once you start okay. seeing like, okay, this person's really showing up as a kind of protector, are they an alpha male or genuine about it? And that's really where you want to start from. Amazing. Let's go to the next one. So the next one is called The Player. They love the game. They were literally made for TV shows like this, where they're supposed to use their charm, their wit, and maybe even their attractiveness to get girls to just swoon for them. They even love it when there's a bigger challenge because then things get a little bit spicier, right? They have to work a little bit harder. We all know that the bar is on the floor for men to court women. (laughs) So the player takes advantage of that. The player takes advantage of that. Just getting a girl flowers, for instance, huge points, right? Remembering her birthday, huge points. The player understands this really well. So they're really good at at talking, right? Talking themselves into being like the Mm -hmm. great guy. Um, But they fall a little bit behind when it comes to like their actions really showing up for you in important ways. Okay, so we can get tricked by them because they're almost love bombing us Mm -hmm. rather than the the alpha male. We can think, oh, they they care about me, they protect me. But this person, it's more like we're getting showered with love, but they also have a a charismatic, um, I think, there's only one person this could be and that is Caleb right yep exactly fucking hell I thought yeah. this was gonna be harder but babe I was with these men 25 I, I didn't yeah. have a day off yeah we okay. filmed every day I was with them for like <laughs> keep in mind to film for elimination takes well actually it was quite short but only you know two hours is an elimination yeah um a group date was four or five hours of me talking to them oh, here we go there's a buddy look I will, yeah, Caleb, here we go. He was made for television, that man. Yeah, he was, he was. Made for it. Totally. I get you. I don't feel like, I know I do. Yeah. Every time I talk to you, it feel easy. You know it does. And I feel like yesterday, something cracked open mm. when we was talking. I felt that shit. 
I'm looking over to Caleb. I really feel like he does more talking than listening, and it's all bullshit. I really like you, Z. You're beautiful. I'm attracted to you. And I think we look good together. I think we do. Body on body. It's really hard to tell whether or not Caleb is just blowing my brain up with a bunch of F-boy bullshit right now. Z, forgive me. <laughs> You show me some forgiveness. Show me some forgiveness. Forgive me. But it's even harder staying angry at him when he's being this cute. Well, I like you. And I, I want you. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Z. And I mean that. I appreciate your apology. I appreciate you even more. I know this is a huge risk, but maybe this is worth a shot. Maybe he can reform. For reference, that scene was the morning after the status reveal when Caleb had to reveal that he was in fact an F-boy when he entered F-boy Island. And it's interesting. I mean, Sabelle, I'm hoping this aligns with your thoughts. I guess it's interesting there that this only comes out after he's in trouble. Exactly. He said a whole lot of nothing. Okay. Yeah. He, he really said, <laughs> he really said your body is a wonderland. Like he yeah. really was just like, yeah. you know, and reciting lyrics. Yeah. Just, he's trying to be poetic. Right. And you can really see it. And you're, we're great together. I, I adore you. I appreciate you. Like, what does that mean? It, does he know anything about her? Does he actually care? You know, so you, she gets the sense right at the end. She's like, I don't know if he's feeding me. And so that I don't know needs to be investigated. Whenever you leave an interaction with a man like that, especially, and you just feel like mm, I'm confused or I'm not sure that is something to definitely go to your girlfriends about or someone you trust because you do need to brainstorm sometimes. These guys are really, really good. Mm. They're really cunning. They are really cunning and they can really, because it's what you want to hear, right? Especially, I feel like these types of people often prey on women, especially if we're talking about cis-hetero relationships, let's just say the dynamics are pretty, I think they're pretty clear there. But these types of people, they prey on people who have had shitty relationships in the past. Totally, totally. So then they say, I'm telling you all the things you wanted your ex to say to you or to hear. They'll kind of figure out, they'll figure out what you were missing in your past relationship and then they will give you exactly that but it doesn't mean anything because you've only known them for in this instance two weeks or three or four dates or something but it's because you've been holding on to this hope for three years with your ex for example then you go oh my god this means so much and and it feels real but it isn't real totally and he brought her like lunch one day and she was so taken aback i'm telling you the the bar is so low and so these guys understand yeah, they understand this and they take advantage of that. He brought her cold Maccas. He brought yeah. her soggy Maccas. Oh, my and, God. And and he was, and she was like, wow. Like yeah. She was like, I can't believe this man. Like, yeah. like yeah. honestly. But that's some, like, like, that's some shit that I, I always, I've trained myself. Again, I'm like, look, Sabelle, I'm some weeks I'm anxious to avoid. And I am now seeing someone who I think is secure, who's a very good person for me. I'm looking at Lem to confirm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like one of the best I've had in a while. So what was my point about how beautiful and hot he is? Um, <laughs> what was my point? Okay. Yeah. So when I listen out for what, why people like me, I like specific compliments that are related to just me as a person in a vacuum rather mm. than um, your accolades. You, 
Yes. Or rather than you make me laugh or you make me happy or you calm me down. How you serve them. Yes, exactly. And I think these players will say things like, oh, we look good together. So, but it's a mutually beneficial thing rather than like saying to Ziara, like I know Ziara, I film with her. I would say you're a really level headed, smart young woman who can speak her mind in a really eloquent and considered way. Mm. Like that would be a compliment for Ziara. But saying these generalized things, even if someone's saying like, you, like I've had, I've had this so many times, even from the same person a few times, like you're smart, you're hot, you're funny, you're confident, you've got your shit together, like listing it off. I'm like, what, what instances have made you think that about me after two years of fucking me? Like, yeah. do you have examples or do you just think that these are the qualities that I, I want to see myself as? Yeah. Like look at Isaiah, for instance, he's actually a sincere romantic and you can tell because he is so nervous and anxious and what he's saying is so vulnerable. And so it makes him scared. Right. And so he's describing his feelings and he's like, you know, stuttering. And that's when, you know, someone's like being more authentic. That's a big, big green flag. Right. Yes. Because you want to be, well, you are nervous in the first instances of a relationship to say those things. I mean, the person that I'm seeing, I literally, every time we have, we have an emotions talk, I, cry and I'm like trying to like get my emotions out because I've been so I've had such awful relationships before but I have to have therapy before then I then I g myself up and then I three tears out and then I say like I just really like you and he's like it's okay like you can say that yeah because you you genuinely mean it can I ask actually on Caleb like like so many women when they watched the first appearance of Caleb I immediately went, like from the first clip, not even anything edited out, not even the pussy comment. I was like, oh God, this guy's an F-boy. Like it was so clear to me. And I see guys like that in real life. And I don't know if anybody's listening can relate to this. Mm. Why are so many women, they can see that like right there. And it's so clear just from the moment they open their mouths and others are just completely unaware. Um, and, and that has nothing to do obviously with IQ or anything. Let's clarify. It's, it's just like, what is it in our experiences that shapes us to not see this um, as clearly for some women and others. Well, you're a lesbian limb. So first of all, you have the upper hand here. (laughs) You do. You do. You do. Being bisexual is very confusing, okay? (laughs) I'm going to tell you that you do know, but you confuse your feelings of excitement and intrigue Right. With right. It's actually nervousness, anxiety. It's actually your body saying this. Yeah, (laughs) there's something there that you should be be watching out for. But because you're so familiar with it, because it's something that you've just like always sort of had in your nervous system growing up. Right. That sort of like thrill, exciting riskiness. It becomes really familiar and attractive to you when you're older. And so you confuse it for chemistry, for connection. But really, it's just you're going on this emotional roller coaster that you're addicted to. So Caleb, the player, very obvious. I guess, again, it's investigation and being aware of, I guess, love bombing and uh, meaningless compliments, correct? Yeah. So like even when someone tells you you're beautiful, you're smart, that in itself is not a red flag necessarily. Just ask them, what about me is smart? Right. And, and push them a little bit more because, it, again, it's, it's difficult Ooh. to express yourself, especially when you have a lot of nerves. You've just met this person. You like them. And so you just want to be a little bit more like a, of a journalist, even with them. Right. And if they can't answer beyond you're smart, you're kind, you're, you're cute, then that's when you start going, OK, well, I just don't know what this person's intentions are. Let's just like keep them on the back burner kind of thing. 
Yeah. Mm. I I once I once actually did that with someone with the person who always writes off all the reasons why. Um he last time I saw him, I he said he was like, you know, you're so smart and you just have so much going for you and you're so da, 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 da. and I've always thought that and then and I was like, Yeah, but like, why do you think that? And he was like, I just think that you've changed the face of feminism in this country as a whole. Like, That's yes, hot. That's yes, hot. yes. Next one, I'm excited, Savelle. Yes. Okay, so the next archetype, they are the heartbreaker. They are so good looking, so attractive. Boy next door charm. They don't actually have to do or say much other than show up and look clean and nice and just cool, right? They really don't have a strong presence, but just one that is maybe more magnetic. And they rely a lot on their looks because it's gotten them really far. So they don't feel like they have to do a lot or contribute a lot to a relationship. Vernon. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Oh. No. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. That <laughs> is, okay, well, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Who else was in the cast? Not many of them made an impact. Let me think. Like, think um, of um, like guy next door type of vibe. Nick. I mean, Nick. Yes. But Nick, Nick is the nice guy version. He's not the F boy, though. He's the, he's the empathetic charmer. Like, he is just a nice genuinely boy. a yeah. good guy yeah but genuinely. there was someone else we're missing here yeah mm. he, he wasn't like he didn't make a huge impact Corey. No. No. Okay, no i don't know who is it joshy <gasps> okay yeah joshy yep 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 and the fact that he slipped your mind i think says a lot about his kind yes. of presence right like he is a really good looking guy but there's not much more going on. that's awful i'm so sorry joshy if you're listening <laughs> you know what, joshy Joshy was quite funny on set. Yeah. Um, he actually was quite good. But, yeah, there isn't much particularly shown in the show. But to be fair, this show doesn't really give the men a lot of backstory, which mm. I love because what a waste of time. Yeah. Um, we're more focused on, <laughs> yeah. on the game and the women. That's what I'm focused on. But, yeah, I mean, that is so true. Like Under the radar, F-Boy, when he, when he was the one, okay, I've said in interviews, sorry, I've said in interviews, multiple times there was one guy so in my trailer because I didn't know either and in my trailer I had them divided into who I thought was a nice guy and an F boy and one of the the EP came in one day during hair and makeup and he goes what's this and I goes oh I've just been dividing them up I'm trying to figure out who's who I think I know and I had them all correct because I spent again really? all yeah because I spent like That's all impressive. day with them well I spent all day with them and also like yeah. I'd hear things producers would say like oh, I, okay, I didn't have okay. more information then because yeah. I'm friends with the production and uh, producers like genuine friends like yeah, the yeah, writer yeah. came to my birthday lunch yeah yeah, yeah. um and and then when he when he, so the EP walked in and he was like Hmm, that's interesting. And tapped on Josh. And I was like, why is that interesting? Because he's obviously nice guy territory, top corner, because he's the first person I put there. And he was like, just interesting. And I was like, no, 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 no way, no way, no way, no way, no way, no way. And he was like, I don't know. And I thought he was fucking with me as a joke because he was my producer on The Bachelor. And I was like, oh, he's doing a classic Dean gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and when it came out on the episode, I was like, what the fuck, Josh? Like, what the actual fuck? It was the biggest shock to me in the world. Because, again, he was lovely to me off camera. Oh, lovely wow. to crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girls. And he was a class clown, like, almost insecure chook. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ah. I really questioned some of these revelations when they came out. I was like, these people are self-proclaimed or self-identifying. And I just don't feel like it's because of who they really are. They're just trying to maybe portray a certain image. Or maybe they're in their minds, they're this person, right? But there were some people 
like Joshi that I just couldn't believe were actually F boys in real life. Yeah, mm. let's see. Since I first met Joshi, there has not been not one single red flag. Okay, so that's a scene, their first date, I think, or second date in a waterfall. Um, at this point, Sophie does not know that Joshi is an F boy. She thinks he's a nice guy. And there are no red flags, which is interesting, Sabelle, because, yeah, not much has been said. So how can we find a red flag if not much yeah. has been said? So basically when she says, I don't see any red flags, what she's really saying is, I don't have enough information from this person. Mm. I don't really know them. I don't really know them, right? And so she's saying a lot of things. He's agreeing with her. She's saying a lot of things. He's adding a little bit here and there, right? There's not much that he's showing her in terms of flaws, vulnerabilities, who he is, his likes, dislikes. He's just going with the flow. And, you know, his sort of like beauty kind of shields him from having to maybe do more, put in more effort because she's, she's really enjoying his presence in that way. Right. And he's not threatening her in any way either. Like there's just, there's nothing, there's no red flags. And that in itself means you got to dig a little deeper. I think it's interesting that as well um, in dating, you often, when you can't find any obvious red flags, you take that as a green flag. But actually it is just that you don't know this person at all. Like you're like, great, no red flags. I guess it's good enough. Again, the bar is on the floor. It's good enough. I'll take it. Like yeah, it'll yeah. do. There's no, there's no obvious things wrong with you. But yeah, really, is she seeing any green flags? Does she know anything about him and his family dynamics or his or his friends or like, yeah, or who he even is or what his interests are. Because yeah. I would have no idea what Joshi's interests are. We don't see much, right? And another piece here that I think is really interesting is that, like, she says he has no red flags, but what are the green flags? Like, I don't see her really filling in the blanks there. And that also can indicate, I don't know, that she might be projecting onto him. So that's something else to investigate. When you feel like you don't see okay. any concerns or you have any questions about someone, like, ask yourself, am I just projecting onto them this ideal and they're just fitting it really well so far. And if you give people only a little bit of information, you are able to be malleable and mold into their idea of what they think you are. If you exactly. don't know much about someone, if you have some distance, you can easily be, I mean, I've put endless people on pedestals because I would date random people who I would only see every couple of months and I'd be like, wow, they're amazing. And then remember one of them, I spent a week every day with him. And I was like, I like my pussy is dry. Like I like I like I have been like looking forward to fucking you, you know, for two years now. Like I'd put in my calendar. Like, um, but and I, and I fucking love it. We had amazing sex after that as well, but only with space because mm. I was able to fill in who. Um, he was. So it is interesting that once you do get to know the real person, I mean, it might even be like they're hiding something sinister. It might just be that they aren't for you. Yeah. So, wait, so what was the name of that one? That was the heartthrob or the heartbreaker. Yeah. The heartbreaker. Because then, because then, and then when does the F boy behavior come in? Just, it's just because they have a, a guard up or they're avoidant. Yeah, that's a great question. So it comes in when you start wanting commitment from them or more from them, an emotional connection essentially. Right. And mm. for them, they've just been tagging along. They haven't really told you much about them. They might know more about you. And so when you start asking them for more, that's when they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I thought this was just a good time or I'm not ready to go there just yet. Yeah. And then you keep getting strung along without the commitment. Now, I was going to say what's really interesting about Nick, for instance, is that the first night, Molly 
put up a red flag for him because he said bros over hoes, right? And what's really interesting there is that she just immediately decided, oh, like he's going to break my heart. Like, even though he's more of an empathetic charmer type, like, I just think it's a very interesting uh, difference between someone like Joshi and someone like Nick, right? Like, what was it about Nick that made Molly go, oh, I just, I can't deal with him anymore? Yeah, I guess she thought it was too good to be true and was looking for the red flag and she found it. I did this as well. I like, I was seeing someone once and I was like, they're great in every way, genuinely like green flag left, right and centre. And then when... This is actually fucked up in my head, by the way. Don't worry. I've gone through it in therapy. But I I, I thought they told me they were coming over at like 9am or something for a coffee and they hadn't texted me at 8.30. And I was like, well, look, if they don't come over, at least I can end it because they're too good to be true anyway and fuck them and I'm ending it. And they came over at 8.50am with mm. coffees in hand. But I was like, look, great. I can now get out of this because I I now have confirmation of what I've been looking for and that is that they are um, an F-boy, using yeah, the language yeah, of yeah. the show. So maybe Molly was doing that where she's like, this is too good, I'm fucking terrified, I need to find anything and that needs to, and you need to be out of my fucking sight because you are the only person right now that can hurt me. Can I ask actually about like that s- scene that you talked about before with um, them on the beach and her saying like, bros before hoes that's totally out of line definitely you're a fuck boy so i'm wondering like a lot of people watching the show right what is that point when you give somebody the benefit of the doubt when you're dating mm. and that point where like i'm gonna give you another chance to you know redeem yourself here uh, and talk about something and confront them and the difference between giving somebody that chance or completely just disregarding this and saying like, that is a red flag enough for me not to even give you a second chance. So how do we know the differences between those in real life? Yeah, this is a great question because the caveat here is that if you don't trust yourself, it's really hard to give people positive intent. It's really hard to assume good intent from people from the get-go. And that's a really huge part of building relationships. Whenever you get into a relationship, it is there are inherent risks. And so you have to let people say things like bros before hoes and be like, what did you mean by that? That actually is upsetting to hear. Like, what is that about? Let them explain themselves. And then from there, you have more information. You can also take it again to your your therapist, your friend, people that you trust, because you do need to brainstorm these things. It can be so easy to be manipulated by good looks or nice words. God, it's also confusing. It is confusing. Uh, What's the next? Is this the last one? Yeah, that's the last one. All right, what is it? Okay, so this is the bad boy type. They're the ones who have this like mysterious, rebellious, almost like childlike rebellion to them, right? They're, they're really mature in some ways, but they take on risky behavior. They make things exciting and different and they push people's buttons and boundaries, right? And so that's like sort of the bad boy or rebellious archetype or F boy, if you will. Okay. Well, this is Vernon. Yeah, exactly. Thank God. Yeah. Um, this is like, see, this is my worst nightmare today. I don't think I date people like this. <laughs> Like this archetype is not like pussy dried. Like, like I'm like. Grow. Have you ever? Has there ever been a time? Not that I can think of where like they're like childlike or like silly. Like I'm the silly one. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I need someone who's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Lem, anyone that I've dated because Lem's on me for Lem's produced my show for like three <laughs> yeah. years. No, no, no one's silly. No, I don't do silly boys. Mm-hmm. No. 
No, no, no. They no, need no. to have substance. Like that's the bit, right? Like that you grab onto. Mm, like, and be like, and be like, yeah. They need to have some sort of like. I would go for a. I would go for a heartbreaker over. What's this? What's this one called? Bad boy. Bad boy. Bad boy. Mm. Yeah. No. I a hundred percent. I I think if you. Uh, Sorry, Vernon. I mean, sorry to make a vomit noise at you, babe, but like, we're talking about the archetype, but I would go, oh, fucking grow up, cunt. <laughs> fucking hell. All right. I did feel oh, that sorry, way. We have I an was American attracted. in the room. I forgot that so, the C word was very shocking to Sabelle. Sorry. <laughs> no, I forgot we had an American. No, I loved it. Um, I loved it. <laughs> loved it. All right. Shall we play this scene of Verno? Uh, we did close the door. <laughs> Why are you so smiley? <laughs> Because have you seen what I'm doing? You're going to make me that horny. Fucking hell. There's definitely sparks flying. Um, I think you can tell a lot about a guy and the way he kisses. I'm actually, I'm actually in love. My best thing is, is going down. Honestly. I'm a man of pleasure, so what can I say? Okay, first, and also, I'm. I, it makes me piss. My, I, my, my, um, my lesbian best friend watches with me, and she was like, yeah, my be- totally. my be- dude, my best thing is going down on someone." She was like, "She was like, if anyone ever says that to you, <laughs> they their tongue has no elasticity in it. Like, she's like, there is no way that person is actually good at eating pussy. Maybe he is, but also, don't say it." <laughs> let let me be the judge of that. I will compliment you afterwards <laughs> or during. Don't yeah. tell me. Also, my best thing is like <clears throat> going down Such and eating, a turn off. eating pussy. Such okay, a turn dude. Off. Okay. It calm was their down. first date and he escalated things so quickly. So that's also a red flag when people are trying to escalate either emotional or physical intimacy super quick. Someone like Molly, that's exciting for her. Someone else might find that to be like, you just said, uh, you know, like, it's just, it's the bad boy version of, or it's, it's just the bad boy. I mean, I always suck on the first date because can't be fucked have to hang out with someone longer if I don't like having sex with them. But, um, like guaranteed. <laughs> so true. Maybe I'm, maybe, whoa. What? Am I, Uh-oh. am I this kind of boy? <laughs> You're the bad boy. I'm the bad boy. I'm the bad boy. Well, you have to fuck. You have to ask yourself, like, what is the reason in this moment that you're with this person that you want to escalate things? Right. Is that something that you just like always look forward to? Or is that a context thing? Like you just enjoy this person and it just makes sense. Probably like may as well. (laughs) 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 You know, we're here now. May as well do it. Yeah. May as well. Something to do. I yeah. mean, look, Sabelle, I work a lot. So the chances of me to have sex are very rare and, and few and far between. I'm not seeing someone where I am now. But I'm like, honestly, it's 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 just a may as well moment. I'm like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> a bad intention, right? That's just like, well, we're already kissing. You may as well eat me out. Well, actually, I'm interested in like if I'm kind of like starting to date someone and I want to give off that like kind of confident vibe that I know is attractive. Also, how do you differentiate between somebody who's like confident and like sexually enticing and knows how good they mm. are and somebody ju- that's just like fucking whatever this guy was doing? 
So <laughs> how do yeah. you differentiate between that and that? He has all these micro moments. Like he has all these moments with her, with the other guys where he's just pushing people's boundaries. He's making fun of people. Mm. He's, he's making people uncomfortable. That's his thing. He does like to yeah. like push limits. Like a shitster. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so, you know, there's a, there's a difference between, you know, being someone like Abby who just is like hot and wants to have a great time Thank you. versus, yeah, <laughs> versus someone who just like is doing it just to, I don't know, just up the ante, right? create these intense moments and that's what he does yeah and and it's really hard to watch because he just he feels like a kid and then he has that haircut I don't know it's just he's hard to watch (laughs) well Sibel you have (laughs) to know you have to know in Australia that haircut is very sexy you have to to know that is not as as an American I mean I look I understand the off-puttingness but I will say uh, Oscar, you're gonna confirm this with me. Oscar, very common, good-looking yeah, guy's yeah. haircut. Yeah, people tend to. I mean, it goes either way. I don't think everyone's 100 no. percent sold on it, but it's a very trendy, cool haircut at the moment. I was going to ask about: Can you? Is, are you always one of these four different archetypes, or can you change depending on what you want in the other person? Yeah, you can change depending on like how self-aware you are and how much you find yourself like wanting different experiences. Let's put it that way. Like you can go from being a heartthrob to being a player to being a bad boy and you could come out of it as well. So like, for instance, the nice guy version of Vernon is actually Chris. I don't know if you remember Chris. He didn't have a lot of airtime. He was one of the intruders. Yeah. Chris was so lovely and really good looking in person. Yeah. On screen as well. But I think like, Certain people look better on screen, others look better in person. Chris was, and Chris was a dad, and he was so, so, so lovely. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a look that made him seem like a bad boy, but in a lot of ways, he's just maybe a free spirit, right? So you can actually transition. Like he could have been someone when he was younger who was really just out there, just having a good time. And then he decided, you know what? I kind of want to be the more secure version of this guy, which is mm. a reformed rebel or a free spirit. I want to ask you, Sabelle, what your, what, what your thoughts are on Vernon telling Molly prematurely that he was an F boy. What do you, what do you personally think the intentions were there? Cause I still can't figure it out. I think he was playing a game really well. And again, it has to do with pushing limits and boundaries and creating intense moments that confuses people. Mm. And so when you confuse people, guess what? Like, you know, the, the prey and the predator kind of thing, like when you can create a, a dynamic where the person or the other you know person that you're trying to, I don't know, like charm is, has mm. their defenses down. That's a really good opportunity to strike. Right. And I guess it adds the bad boyness of being like, yeah, like I, like I, I, like I know, I know what I am. I'm an F boy, and I came here. But now I'm showing you this vulnerable side, and it, there's this juxtaposition between my hard outer shell, outer shell, and now I'm showing you who mm-hmm. I really am. And and after I've eaten your pussy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Molly is mm-hmm. so, and there's a scene actually where Molly does talk about the difference between Nick and Vernon. Nick is safe, makes her feel really good and comfortable, maybe too safe. And then she talks about Ver- Vernon. She's like, I know. Oh, he's an f boy. I know he's wild. I know it's an emotional roller coaster, but there's something so exciting about that. And so she's really describing what a lot of women go through, which is this very confusing thing where it's like, do you go for safety or do you go for someone who makes your stomach turn? And yeah. in her case, like she 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 likes that emotional roller coaster, or there's something about it that has become addictive. 
she even talks about her, her ex, right? So she has a track record of being with these kinds of people and it's up to her to sort of like shake, shake off that feeling or start teaching herself that whenever she does feel that drop in her stomach, those butterflies in her stomach, it's actually coming from a place of like, hey, we're not safe here. I think there's another archetype that I want to talk about quickly. Ooh. And that is the soft boy. Sabelle, thoughts on the soft boy. Have, have you heard of this saying? No, what is the soft boy? Maybe, and if it's an Australian thing or if it's just like a, I don't know, if, I don't know. But so soft boy is like the type of guy they're the type of guy, like they're like a musician or they're like an artist. In touch with their feelings. In touch with their feelings. They'll express their emotions really well. They'll create this deep connection with you. They'll wear a pearl necklace um, and they'll no like, word. and they'll only wear like natural deodorant. And um, <laughs> they'll like, you know what I mean? They'll like, they'll like take you to like, they'll make you really good food randomly out of the blue. And you're like, wow, you're amazing. They'll like, won't have a TV in their house. Like that kind of person, you know? <laughs> And, 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 and they're, like, they're, like, they're like, oh, like, I love my mom and, like, you know, I have a really good connection with my siblings. And then but then when you ask for more commitment or clarity, they kind of dance around the answer with this vulnerable almost therapy talk. It's that they've learned it in therapy because they have done therapy, but they've is done that what therapy for evil. Yeah, like, yeah, they'll yeah. go, like, ask you. Like, is that the way that they'll confuse you a little bit? Yeah. Like, the, is that what you think or yeah. then switch it back to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you mean. So have you ever come across someone like this, Sabelle? Oh, yeah. Or have you heard of them? Yeah, for sure. And I think nowadays they call it spiritual bypassing. It's like this idea that you can show up and say that you are someone who's woke and you love the environment, you go to therapy, you understand emotional wellness, but mm. you do it in a way that's, or you at least show up in a way that's kind of manipulative. You use honesty as a weapon, right? You use your knowledge as a weapon against the person. And that's the biggest struggle when we talk about what does it mean to be more authentic and honest in relationships, have difficult conversations around our emotions. These people are probably one of the most dangerous. It's interesting. They're called soft boys. They're probably one of the mm. most dangerous types because they really make you feel like the problem is with you. It's like a long-term gaslighting. When when you're with them, you feel like you're in a full-blown relationship. Again, this person, the, the, the two-year person, da, 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 on and off having sex together. When we were together, we would joke, like, isn't it cute to have a little fake relationship whenever we're together? Like it was like we were dating and then we wouldn't talk for two months. And like both of us. Yeah. But then we'd come back and be like, oh, like we're back. Like, oh, wow, we're, oh my God, just cuddling in the morning and like making each other coffee and breakfast and stuff and like cleaning out his That's such a mind fuck though. Such a mind fuck. But then, yeah. when, okay, so then when you have these conversations and they do kind of, um, they're able to confuse you, how would you recommend approaching these conversations, say if it's about having full-blown commitment? Do you have to just be completely brutal and ask the same question over and over again until they give you a direct answer? Or what? how would you approach that conversation with someone who has all the therapy knowledge and language? Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of the times we think that there's one conversation that we need to have in order to ask for what we want, whether it's commitment or for them to pick up the laundry more, but it's actually many conversations, but the trick or the nuance here is that you have to understand for yourself what the limit is, because there's a point where you start over communicating so much that you start feeling like you're a burden, that you are mm. asking for too much. And in a lot of ways, you might be asking too much of that person. So 
have a few conversations with them and think of it as a fact finding mission or just Mm. gathering more information. If you're still left confused, that is a big, big red flag. No Mm -hmm. one should make you feel confused about your relationship status or your dynamic with them. Okay. I love this. Sabelle, thank you so much for helping us go through our F-boys mm. and figure them out. Yeah. You know, I find Sabelle on TikTok, sabelle.pov, C-Y-B-E-L-E.pov. We'll link it in the show notes and I'll tag her on my Instagram. Um, give her a follow. She's a relationship coach. And we have another episode with her. Next week. Next week. Um, all about just attachment styles and all of her wisdom she can give us from her big, beautiful, angelic care um so thank you so much Sabelle thank you for having me a listener production